this morning I want to continue on uh, the uh, issue with sexual lust. And this morning I want to talk about the right conditions for wrong decisions. And to review, a couple of weeks ago I discussed my uh, battle with Bermuda grass and how it really resembled our fight with, with lust. And I saw three characteristics of Bermuda grass that just the Lord showed me this is how lust works. And if we can do a little bit of review, we said uh, the way Bermuda grass thrives in this area, so lust also thrives in the fallen and sinful world in which we live in. Second characteristic of Bermuda grass, that it grows by spreading, and where it spreads, it takes roots, root there, and it destroys everything in its path. Lust is the same way. It grows by spreading roots in areas of our lives, and it will kill our ministry. It'll kill the... Uh, 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 the uh, uh, it will kill our marriage. It'll kill, uh, our, it'll kill our relationship with our children. It could kill your, your uh, relationships at work, uh, your business, things like that. And also the third characteristic is, is uh, uh, Bermuda grass lies dormant in the winter. In the same way, lust can lie dormant within you and it can be ready to grow when conditions are right. And so this morning, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper when I talk about when conditions are right. And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. What are those right conditions? So this morning, we'll talk about these right conditions for wrong decisions. Our focal scripture today, this morning, is out of 1 Peter 5.8. And it reads like this. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Seeking someone to devour. So this lesson this morning, as the previous two, are intended to teach you to be ahead of the game to become aware of your own heart condition, to become aware of your own surroundings. That way you can know what's going on. This is what it means to be sober-minded and to be watchful. So let's start talking about these five conditions that I uh, found uh, yesterday as I prepared. The first condition that I believe that will allow lust to really take root and grow is when you're in a condition of identity theft. And what I mean by this is this. Now, it's one thing to not really know who you are, but I think it's it's another thing to not know whose you are. And I believe by first getting a deep understanding of whose you are, then you can know who you are. I want everyone to turn to Galatians 2.20 real quick. This is a great verse for memorization, for you to memorize. And when you do memorize it, come tell me because I need to learn how to memorize scripture. But it reads like this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Gentlemen, what this is saying is that you have been bought. Okay? You are not your own. If you gave your life to Christ, you are not your own. See, you belong to Jesus. And you are his. He paid a horrific price for you. So you belong to him. Your identity is in him. And if your identity is in him, you are not supposed to look at pornography. You are not supposed to look at women in an inappropriate manner. Men of God do not do these things. Can I get an amen? So my challenge to you is this. Don't be a victim of identity theft. Really sit and understand that you are not your own, that Jesus paid his life. He, he shed every single drop of his blood for you. Therefore, you belong to him. I like what St. Augustine wrote. He said, if there is a God who created you, then the deepest chambers of your soul simply cannot be filled up by anything else. And certainly not lust. Gentlemen, be reminded. He paid the price for you. You belong to him. You are hidden in him. Therefore, godly men do not do such wicked things. You need to look in the mirror if you have to. And say, I am a man of God. I do not look at these things. This is who I am. Do not be a victim of identity theft. The second condition that allows lust to rear its ugly head and, and control you is no relationship with the Holy Spirit. Turn to John 14, 23 through 26. These are the words of Jesus as he was talking to his disciples. And he said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Gentlemen, when, when, I, when I read this, I remember one day thinking, you know, those are pretty powerful words from Jesus says, when he says that if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. And it, it made me think, wow, I can't do this on my own. So if you have this relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's automatic. Through him, you will be able to keep Jesus' word. Therefore, by, by falling in love with him, you, it's automatic. You won't do such wicked things. So if Jesus himself is telling us that the Father is sending us a helper, we better get to know him. We better get to know how he works. If you guys remember my talk a few weeks ago that we're made of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And our spirit is, is the, is, that's how we communicate to the Holy Spirit is through our spirit. 
And so some of us might actually hear his voice. Some of us might actually feel him. Some of us might actually see him in the sunrise, in the faces of your kids, in, in green, luscious fescue grass, not necessarily Bermuda, but that's where I see him. Or some of us might, by all three ways, might have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The key thing is find a way to communicate with the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you, when you are baptized the Holy Spirit, you will be different. If you haven't been, it's got to be something that is out of the ordinary. One of my favorite stories is um, my boss, Robert, who was ministering to a young man. He, uh, talking to him about the relationship with the Holy Spirit, um, he, he was a farmer. He was in his he was in his tractor plowing a field, and the, this gentleman said, "All of a sudden, I couldn't contain myself. I stopped that tractor, and I got out of there, and I started running around the fields like a maniac, saying, "I got it, I got it." And he fell to his knees and started bawling like a baby. He he finally he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and gentlemen, that's I believe that's when it truly takes when you have a an encounter that is just, you look bizarre from the outside looking in. But when the Holy Spirit takes over, you'll remember it. I guarantee it. And only, gentlemen, only with a relationship through the Holy Spirit can you get bigger than lust. The third condition where sexual lust can, can grow and take over is buying into the, a secular worldview. See, if you bought into things, into sayings about lust, like, well, you know, that's just who I am. Or, man, I was just made that way. Or, you know, men are just visual, they're programmed that way. And one of my favorites that I was told, hey, it's not my fault that God made women beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, yes, God made women beautiful. And we are physical creatures in a physical body. But I'm here to tell you the reason why he made you in your flesh, in your physical body, because it's meant to be redeemed one day. When Jesus Christ comes back, if you are alive, your body will be transformed from mortality to immortality. Just like your spirit, when you gave your, your life to Christ, when your, your spirit got saved, and now your soul in your walk with the Lord through, through walking, in, walking out your salvation, it's being saved. And gentlemen, your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, will be saved when Jesus comes back. I want everyone to turn to Romans 12, 2, concerning the secular worldview. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So gentlemen, don't fall into the secular way of thinking. Let God change the way you think to rid you of these lustful thoughts. It's the renewing of your mind. The fourth condition that I wanted to talk about is Marital issues. Marital problems or living in an unfulfilling marriage 
is a perfect condition for lust to thrive in a married man. Last week, if you guys can remember, the first step to an affair is what? When something comes between you and your wife. When you lean away from your marriage, that's the first step to an affair. And what's very peculiar about this, about, your, about woman, in Genesis, the Lord calls a woman as a helper. And what did we just talk about the Holy Spirit being? The helper. See, gentlemen, the, in, in the word in Proverbs, I believe it says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and finds favor in the Lord. Guys, your wife was designed to help you. And I believe at the heart of every man should be the initiator. Should be the first one to say, I'm sorry. You should be the first one to take, to initiate a date. You should be the first one to initiate sex. You should be the first one to, to figure out what's going on in my marriage. Why, am, why are we not intimate? You men are the initiator. Turn to 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another. I'll read that part again. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Men, I'm serious in this. And because I'm involved in marriage ministry, I see what the lack of intimacy does in your marriage. Now, I'm going to say something here that'll step on your toes, but I, I think it's okay. Here it goes. Every divorce is a man's fault. Just in case you guys didn't hear it, every divorce is the man's fault. I'm going to let y'all stew on that one a little bit. I have a feeling Pastor Curtis is going to call me to his office. This may be the last time I'm up here, but I'm seeing it more and more. Every divorce is the man's fault. The last condition that allows pride that allows lust to overtake us is a pride issue. Men tend to have too much pride to admit personal issues. And I believe this is why we, we tend to fall into temptations. We begin to make bad choices. And then guilt and shame overcomes and takes over. And I believe so many of us sitting at tables like this, we're listening and we're saying yes and amen, but yet we, we have too much pride. 
to reach over to a brother and say, brother, I've got, I've got a problem. Last night, a gentleman in our Monday night Bravehearts group came to us and said, I have a problem. And here's when it started. And we ministered over him because he was sick and tired of it. Guys, you can't let pride be an issue. Reach to your closest brother if this is an issue and say, can you help me out? Our wonderful staff is also available. So think about these five conditions. Identity theft. Know whose you are. You are bought with a price. You are Jesus's. Second is a lack of a deep relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need him. We rely on him. Third is accepting a secular worldview of lust. We can't fall into that trap, gentlemen. Fourth, marital issues. If there's no intimacy with your wife, find it, get it, get help if you need to. And last is pride issues. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone else for help. These are the right conditions for some really wrong decisions. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather. Thank you for just the wisdom, the knowledge, being able to know what it means to be sober-minded and be watchful. Father, I pray that if these any one of these conditions is taking over any of these men, Lord, give them the, this revelation. Give them the ability, the strength, the humility to reach out and say, I need help. So, Lord, I lift every man here and, and their family. Pray that you be with them, guide them, enrich their marriage and passion for each other. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.